windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nookie spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my new friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Tuesday, Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, another edition of Sandos and the Sidekick, a very angry man, but when is he not? He'll be joining us a little bit later on. Plus, we'll take a look at mid-major top 25 with Trey Adams, but up first, ETSU women's team on the road today. Is it technically a makeup game? I don't know what to call it, but it's uh, they've rescheduled a game. It was supposed to be on Sunday. Obviously, weather came in. If you're in the southeast, you're very aware of the weather. If not, there was a lot of snow and ice that fell, especially on the mountains, and so it was a little difficult for the women's team to get across uh, to play UNC Asheville. They'll play that game tonight, 7 p.m., and so that'll be our first segment as ETSU women's squad try to uh, – get on the right foot here it's been a tough go and for the main reason it's because they're missing about what thousand people on a roster from what i understand there's only going to be eight nine healthy bodies tonight available bodies obviously we know the laundry list that have already missed time jada craig micah sheet shania jackson and ajay stephanie um tasha murphy is questionable she's got a thumb issue um so etsu is going to be shorthanded once again uh, you know these injuries are mounting and it doesn't seem like anyone is is getting better which is unfortunate because you've only got two and a half weeks left of non-conference play but that also is the good part is that it is non-conference play and the southern conference doesn't start till january 12th for etsu with that six weeks of fury packed into you know about a month and a half before the southern conference tournament in the same place that uh, we'll be going today uh, down in uh, Asheville. So uh, excited to head down there for, uh, what, it's about an hour drive, a couple hours of uh, ETSU women's basketball, hopefully talking to head coach Brittany Azell uh, pre-half and post-game. Uh, don't have that game on the Buccaneer Sports Network, Conflict at the Station, but we're going to still provide some co- uh, coverage on social media, so we'll be able to get your ETSU women's basketball fix. And this is a team that, uh, quite honestly, ETSU should beat. They have beaten them 18 of the 19 times that they played. The last meeting was in 2015, beaten by 13 um, on the road. And so that 81-68 victory, I think that should be indicative of the kind of scoreline you're looking for tonight. But, again, you talk about the intangibles, you talk about availability, you talk about the things that are going on you know, away from the actual basketball court, and that's where ETSU can um, get themselves you know, in some trouble in this game because UNC Asheville uh, is 4-3, and they're 4-0 at home, and the Bucks are – uh, just struggling to have people out there that can put in a ton of minutes. I think it just goes back to continuity, right? I mean, you, you just spend – I talked about this, I don't know what show it was, but several shows ago, and I just – I feel like that's the biggest issue when I go back and I watch. And uh, just when you have so many players that are haven't played together, wasn't expected to play together, different 
roles now are expected of different players. I mean, it's just so many different things. The 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 bad thing is is and you're not trying to wash away the non-conference, but but let's face it. I mean, to get a at-large bid at this level is almost impossible. Uh, not not 100% impossible, but almost impossible. And uh, you know, if you're not battling for that and picking up a, a better seed with where you are, even if you were to win the league, I mean, what what are you playing for? Well, you got to win your league at that point to get in. Because if you win your league, you're guaranteed at least postseason play, whether that's in a WNIT or in the NCAA tournament. And so I think you have to. Uh, approach it as we've got to get ready for the conference season and you know we're going to do everything we can with who we got who we're rolling up there with to try to pick up a win but I think it's very important to try to do things uh, to try to get uh, ready for conference play and I know there'll be a little bit of a a long break I think there's one game in about a three-week span and then you jump into conference action I think that's got to be the ultimate goal but at the same time you got to get better right there's there's players that certainly can work on different things I know the uh, Turnovers are still got to be worked on. Are they going to be able to hit free throws? Are they going to be able to play in an environment they're uncomfortable with? You know, is it go? There's a lot of things that you could still take away from this game, and you still have to work to do that. And players, I'll say this: if you want to make a statement uh, for getting more playing time when some of these starters come back, hey, you've got your this is your oppor- That's you've right. Got your it, you, you can't look at Coach Zell. I think three, four weeks in the conference playing, going, "Well, I, I can't believe I'm not playing." Well, we saw what you could do in non-conference action. Did 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 you do what you're supposed to do? And sometimes that isn't just statistically speaking. Were you in the right spot? Did you do the right things? Were you a good teammate? I mean, there's a lot of things that factor into that. Well, and that's the nice part, I guess I'll say, quote-unquote, about the situation. You don't want anyone to be hurt. You don't want your teammates to not be available. You want your best for everybody involved with the program, right? But that being said, um, you also, as a player that maybe was left out of the rotation there in the first you know, third of the non-conference season, um, you have another chance, and you have opportunities, and that should make everyone's uh, play that they bring to the court tonight elevate, you know, and that's the hope at least for this team. And let's not say that there, you know, haven't been bright spots. I mean, seventh in the nation in free throws made, seventh in steals, 37th in rebounds, and 31st in assists. That's stats all of a couple of days ago. But we also do have to point out ETSU has played 11 games where a lot of the country is still on, you know, in UNC Asheville's case, seven. Um, there's only a couple of teams in the country that have played 12. So 11 is tied for like 10th or 15th in the country for most games played. You'll notice that none of those stats are per game. And UNC Asheville actually is plus five on the boards compared to ETSU uh, this season. And the Bucks are being out-rebounded by three and a half. But, again, I mean, you have Erica Haynes-Overton. You know, you have Raven Dean. You have Lexus Spears. If you, you look at the box score on the season right now, Quite honestly, if you had showed it to me, um, you know, November, what, 10th, 15th, whatever it would have been, right, when uh, non-conference play was tipping off, I would have said, yeah, that's about right. You know, Erica Haynes over to 18 a game, five rebounds, uh, averaging about three and a half assists, and, of course, number one in the nation, even though the Bucks haven't played in like a week, uh, number one in the nation in steals. Uh, Raven Dean is number two in scoring, and, and then you've got Lexus Spears, who's really come on strong and has done – the most with the opportunities that she has had and seen her points per game jump like 
three, four points per game over the last two or three games because she has been just out there more. So uh, those three, and then uh, Brittany Snowden, who is a post player that showed some good things last year, and then it's Micah Sheets, who obviously has missed some time and she'll miss again tonight. We're getting to that point where that two weeks where she's been shut down is almost up, so hopefully uh, that ankle is doing better after she came back a, little, a bit prematurely and tried to play and re-injured the ankle. And, and then you've got Kai Upton, who I think has been one of the big bright spots for ETSU. Um, teammate of Erica Haynes Overton when she was in high school at East Nashville Magnet and I think that she's showing a lot of positive things out there and, and is taking care of the ball to the point that you'd you know trust her I think out there with the basketball and she's been pressed into action it hasn't been an easy situation and she's also very efficient with her scoring right now too you know a few field goal attempts a game and she's uh, hovering around double figures low double figures you know the last three or four that she's played when she has had to play more so there's positives Jay and I, I hope that tonight is another one for ETSU because getting that second win and building some momentum towards the end of December and early January would be big. I kind of feel like you, you touched on something I didn't think about but you it's sort of like football. We, we talked about that bye week coming in the, you know, 11th week of the season, right? You play 10 straight games, then you get a bye, and you play an 11th week. And because they had won so much, like, man, that was a great time. Well, this is this is not so much free tissue women's team winning, but the fact they've been walking wounded, maybe, you know, playing all those games early where you're looking at it in one setting and you're thinking, well, you get off to a hot star, you could do some things. Now it hasn't gone that way, but now you're thinking, okay, man, I don't know if I want my team taking two, three weeks off or virtually one game in three weeks to get ready for conference play. But now you look at it and you go, well, maybe it was a blessing that you get this big, long break. So if things aren't ready to go, a couple people can progress what they want to do. And the other thing is is what you hope is with, with about a week before you play conference play that, that people are back healthy again so that you get a chance to spend about a week with those players working with one another back on the floor, kind of reacclimating, not just in game shape, but, but just, again, continuity. I feel like that's been the biggest issue because you look out there and the ones aren't out there. It's about a one with a mix of twos, and, and then instead of having your twos in, it's really your threes are coming in. I mean, it's just a whole different animal. What your your work that what you've been working for all se- season long, and it's the unfortunate part of sports, right? You you can't prepare for injuries. I mean, you can prepare for a lot of things. Uh, you know, you can't uh, prepare for suspensions, but that's a little more on you than than generally. You know, something unforeseen like an ankle or something just, you know, a a bad situation where you step on somebody's foot or somebody stepped on you or whatever it may be to cause the injury. But you you look at this women's team, and they played so many games. It was kind of rapid fire that now that you just said that, uh, that, you know, most teams have only played about seven or eight games. Now you're thinking, okay, maybe that break uh, ended up being a blessing, the the, the fact that they are going to hopefully be able to get all those players healthy. Now, what does that do? For tonight, nothing, right? They got to go up the mountain. They got to play with about eight players. They got to figure out a way to win on the road, and and something that uh, they've they've struggled to do this season. So they're going to have to try to pick up a road. Yeah, and you, and you count the numbers, and I mentioned eight healthy bodies. The other that's missing, Raven Dean, actually is going to miss tonight's game. Uh, haven't been told the reasoning or what why that came about or anything like that. But uh, number two score is out. So you've got Erica Haynes Overton, you got Lexi Spears, you got Brittany Snowden, Kaya Upton, Sadasia Tips. Carly Litton, maybe Tasha Murphy, and Amaya Adams and Elise Stafford. You know that I named those pretty quick. You know that's not a lot of players. And UNC Asheville. You know I say it's a game that you, 
not a must win by any means. Like sure. let's not let's not blow it out of proportion. But uh, as we tend to do as broadcasters, and, that's and, what ab- we do. Absolutely, we get that. absolutely. But uh, it's a game that you've won pretty much throughout the lifetime of the program. It's not like UNC Asheville's a bad squad. Three straight years at above 500 overall, 62 wins over those three years, and they've made NCAA tournaments two of the last three years. So it, it they're not a slouch of a program by any means they're not going to finish near the bottom of the big south in that conference they are one of the teams that generally is going to you know have success and get to that next level and you have to make sure tonight just on a couple keys um coming out of the locker room in the second half make sure to apply some pressure not let them get comfortable because they're a very good second half team uh, plus 71 in the second half so far this year you look at their stats and really that third and fourth quarter stand out jessica wall has 20 of the 35 threes for the Bulldogs this year, so make sure to stay on her when she's on the perimeter. And uh, Sonora Dingle is double figures in every game this year. She's averaging 15 per game, so she's probably going to get hers but minimize the damage that she does. And offensively, it's it's not going to be easy because they only allow 55 points per game. So we talk all about, you know, you got to go and win this game, but on the other side of the coin, you don't have a lot of players that are necessarily, um, you know, going to be out there a lot per se if everyone's healthy I think there's some that'll probably take a back seat when uh, you know the Micah Sheets is the Jada Craig's get back obviously uh, Raven Dean after however long she may miss again not sure how long that is but um, you, you know when you have those back there's probably going to be like you said you're down to your threes they're probably not going to be off the bench very often so that plus the fact that UNCA you know they do some things well um, should be an interesting ball game. Yeah I, I think it will be a good ball game I, I think uh, this will just test ETSU and their will right can they basically will themselves to a victory tonight seven o'clock again no no radio coverage just some, some scheduling things that came up and when they moved the game weren't able to, to, to get it back on radio but certainly uh, as Mike said they're going to uh, do a bunch of things on social media keep everybody up to date and try to see if ETSU can pick up a win then they turn around again as they have all year a quick turnaround and they got a game Thursday back here before hitting the road to go to Duquesne. Another good program, North Carolina A&T. So, I mean, again, these aren't programs that instantly come to mind when you're talking about the top echelon, you know, uh, upper shelf of all of Division One women's basketball. But they're programs that get to the postseason consistently. They're programs that have continued to improve, and they're programs that ETSU, if they're going to compete, and they're going to be the team that Brittany Azell wants them to be. They have to win these games because, like you said, you're not going to get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. That's just not going to happen 99 times out of 100. And the one time, I'm just looking across all sports, happened for ETSU Volleyball this year, right? They got the at-large bid for the first ever SOCOM bid in volleyball. So in the Southern Conference, it's just not something generally that is going to happen. But... Winning these games is big not only for your record, but also when you're recruiting at some of these programs. Because, again, these are programs that are known for winning their leagues at leagues that are, quote-unquote, similar to yours at the same type of level as yours in that mid-major landscape. And you better believe that if another coach hears, oh, you're also considering ETSU, well, I mean, you know, we handled them pretty easy at our place. That's going to be brought up. Oh, certainly. That's part of the the game, right? The the recruiting aspect of it. I mean, do you want to play for ten? And, and nobody's going to tell you why ETSU's record is what. They're just going to say, why why would you play for them? You know, they're a train wreck. Look at their record, or this that, another. They don't know why. But hopefully, what what happens is at the end of the the season, you're able to bounce back, and then you can go with that. But that's number one in recruiting is is the shell game, right? Well, you know, look, look over here, look at the shiny object. Don't look over here. So right. that's sort of how that goes. And you want to win these 
battles, especially in, when you're recruiting a lot of the southeast. And, and not that uh, basketball more than any is a little more United States-based. It's not regionally based as, as baseball and soccer and some of the other sports, even football really. But, but you look at it. And, and women's basketball, you still want to win in the basketball-rich state of North Carolina, right? You want to do well in, in obviously, your home state of Tennessee. You know, Virginia, you want to do well. Certainly Kentucky, right. uh, all that yeah. southeast region, you want to be able to show it against them. If you lose to Gonzaga, I don't know that that's hurting you in recruiting. Even though Gonzaga is not what the men's team is, you know, sometimes that name recognition doesn't go. You know, South Alabama, I know it's, it's Alabama. Maybe it's not a – basketball hotbed as it is in football and track and field and a couple other sports but certainly you want to win those so that's why i think you know it's equally as important game uh for that aspect of it in in recruiting and trying to go but i i think it's a situation sometimes where you just own a team and so sometimes for whatever reason you just you have a team's number you know for whatever no matter how good they are how bad you are and and vice versa there's also teams that have your number no matter how good you are you have trouble getting over the hump of a certain team i'm wondering if that's it is it just a name across the shirt somehow carries more weight the four letters of etsu is a little better than the four letters of unca and there's just always been well we're just etsu we win because that's what we do and I think that that's uh, something that, that holds true in a lot of sports. And I can point to it in, in many different uh, – in, in professional ranks to the college ranks to high school ranks. There's just certain teams that you have their number against and you beat them just because that's what you do. And so far in the history of the last, what, 19, 20 games, that's what ETSU has done. And so I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if that's what ETSU does again today. We hope they do. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Angry man's coming up. We'll see what he's mad about. I'm sure it's everything. We'll talk to him after this timeout. Santos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers. Where's that work? Dashing down the street with candles all aflame. By car, by horse, by feet. Hooray for holiday games. Very small and bright. A scratchable delight. What fun it is to play and give holiday games tonight. Holiday games, holiday games, holiday instant games. Oh, what fun they are to play throughout the holidays. Give the gift of holiday instant games only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Every year, the family counts on you to make the holidays happen, so enjoying them yourself can sometimes be a struggle. Thankfully, Food City's here to help. Convenient services like curbside pickup, fresh-baked goods, in-house butchers, made-to-order deli trays, and more mean less time preparing and more time sharing. So go ahead, trim the tree, deck the halls, or dash through snow. Whatever your holiday traditions, make the most of them. Food City, how the holidays happen.
Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics Program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Yo, can I get a... Ah! Hey, 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 on the envelope, it just says a statement from Angry Man. And so uh, Trey Adams had told me a few seconds before we came out of the break, he is not in studio where normally Angry Man is. So I'm going to open up the envelope here and see exactly what Angry Man has to say. And uh, all right, here we go. I, Angry Man, would like to make a statement. Well, I got that. You handed me a note. Do you really know what makes me angry? Of course we don't. That's why we tune in every single week. I'm going to try to, by the way, he wrote this in all caps, Mike. I don't, I don't, you can hold off real quick. Being bumped off this show last week with lots of exclamation points. That was got me so fired up that I will not be on this podcast. And in turn, that's what makes me feel angry when you make me miss the show. Now you should feel angry because I am missing the show. I being angry, man. I don't follow that, Mike. Good luck filling time, Sandos. And sidekick, don't even turn on your mic, which is good. You haven't yet. Gentlemen, until next year, Angry Man is out. Well, that's going to be a bad segment. So we'll step aside for a timeout. Trey Adams, top 25. No Angry Man. He got bumped last week and clearly boycotting the show uh, to make us angry. But uh, not going to bring us down because Trey Adams is going to bring us up. Top 25 talk around the SOCON. Edmund Major Basketball after this timeout from Santos and the Sidekick. This is the Buccaneer Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated healthcare system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks!
The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Nothing says breakfast like maple syrup. And nothing says breakfast any time of day like Wendy's new bacon maple chicken sandwich. Applewood smoked bacon, juicy chicken, sweet maple glaze on a croissant bun. It gives you all the great breakfast flavors when you're awake enough to enjoy them. So stop by Wendy's and enjoy the bacon maple chicken sandwich whenever you want. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. General Shale is proud to support ETSU basketball and Southern Conference fans everywhere. Want to make the most of game day? Now you can design your dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you design custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from up to 10 building types designed with over 50 of our most popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with your friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. The ETSU Coaches Show, back on Mondays for the basketball season. After leading their teams to the Southern Conference Championship game last year, Steve Forbes and Brittany Izell return to Wild Wing Cafe every Monday night to chat with Voice of the Bucks' Jay Sandos about the quest to get their squads to the NCAA tournament. Every Monday through early March, make sure to tune in at 6 p.m. to hear from the heads of ETSU men's and women's basketball right here on WXSM AM 640, the Extreme Sports Monster. favorite bumper is it over all right top 25 i wish it was longer uh, i know you do you would almost dance yeah, like a 50 thing. second bumper well that's, I, listen, that's almost i mean that's like 35 i think if i remember nothing right. is going to be longer than the j uh, versus english language or whatever that thing 12 was. minutes and 12 Golly, seconds that was impressive i've got two for the next round whenever we uh, whatever we do uh, that is already two in the holster but we need like seven or eight because I love just rapid firing a match and getting your instant reaction, but then just kind of. I know. I, I still, I still right. think, I still think there are several people that sent me a message wanting to know if there's a way you could just, if everyone sent you some text messages and emails, if you just made me read them as is on air. I, I, whatever we can do to make it so we have to come up with less stuff. 
And then, and then uh, also they want to make sure, because I've also been told you're supposed to look over my shoulder to make sure mm. I'm reading it as is. Oh, there will be copies. There will be copies. Or, or if you guys will just read it as is in J voice, which they think would be funny too. So they, these are these are uh, guys I grew up with that have struggled with this, uh, the, the texting, the non-punctuation, the uh, random stream of consciousness, left out words, what, what else. Or, or when my mind shifts gears, which it does a lot. I'm, I'm the, and then I have to give them like the six degrees of how I got there. That, that's sometimes funny. I'll say something, and everyone will just look at me. They're like, "I, I get what you're saying, but I think you got where did that come I from?" I think you got a little bit of ADHD or ADD yeah. or something. Oh, there's going no on. doubt, no yeah. doubt. All right, speaking of that, how about Trey? Uh, speaking of ADD, yeah, there you go. What about uh, you and your love fest with at least eighteen of the twenty-five teams? Well, I'm I quite sure. I'm quite sure Trey that you were enamored with the Tennessee win over Gonzaga. Can we just talk about that, that for a second? I was very happy with that. I didn't think Tennessee would win that game. Um, but, yeah, getting to that, Gonzaga stays at number one. Uh, but took a little break from football on Saturday or Sunday to watch that game. Uh, very good game from start to finish. Uh, the, da- the Zags fell to Tennessee 76-73. Admiral Schofield knocking down the uh, game-winning uh, three with about 11 seconds to go. So Gonzaga falling from number one to number four in the AP Top 25 this week, but expect them to be uh, hanging around there for most of the season. They also received 28 of the 30 uh, top votes in the mid-major poll. I figure we have to give Tennessee fans that bone after I had Dan Walken on the show yesterday. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently uh, there are some uh, tensions that I was unaware of. And, in fact, I, after I talked with them, I heard it from a few people, and I was just like, huh, well, I don't care. This isn't a Tennessee podcast. So what I <laughs> I mean, it's an ETSU podcast. I'm not, I, have no I, I didn't realize Dan had issues, or fans had issues with Dan. Not ours, but Tennessee's. Right, right. right. I, I, I guess that there was a thing where he called them dumb or something. I oh, was it over the whole football know. hiring? It sounds sure. stupid. Right, it's know. a long beef. Long story, long beef. Trey, <laughs> is, very, Trey is very much in the in the. Trey, are you in, are you in my corner that I don't want to hear from Gonzaga that a player was hurt because you still have to play the game and the win counts as a win? It doesn't really matter. Well, you know, some I saw something yesterday. A, a guy, an AP voter, left Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Duke out of the top twenty-five because they haven't played a true road game yet. Oh, what a joke! My gosh, I mean, that, what's more of a joke? That or Lee Smith and Harold Daines getting into the baseball Hall of Fame? Man, <laughs> that's a tough one. Jay is trying to look for answers, literally looking across the court no, for answers I know. right I, now. I'm, I want to, you know, I, I – Leave him out of the top I, 25. I mean, I, come on. I love where their head's at. Though. Oh, stop. Love where his head's at. Hey, let, let's stop playing these neutral – like it's a ro- – see, so here – let me – I'll get, get back to football because it makes me mad. I had an argument with a bunch of my Florida guys because, you know, I worked for the Florida Gator Network for years. So I was talking with a bunch of those guys, and they're upset about Central Florida – not wanting to play the two for one, and they claim they want to play. I'm like, but it's it, it's not a two and Gainesville and one at Central Florida. You want to play in Raymond James in Tampa, so you're not playing a road game. Like if it was two for one where you're playing at Central Florida, I think they would jump on it. But don't pull the wood. See, they don't want to play anybody. They don't want to play like a true road game. Like I'm all for road. Like I listen. There was nothing more hurtful to me than when I looked Rick Rick Barnes in the face and said, "Hey, is this something you're going to do yearly? Go go around and play other Tennessee schools?" And he told me no. And he was very upset that Steve Forbes and the ETSU administration won't let him buy it out because basically it's garbage that he's having to play at uh, John City Freedom Hall. And it and I'm sorry that wears me out. So yes, I'm with the top 25 voter. Leave him out. Boom. Harold there Baines you go. is in your Hall of Fame. Harold so, Baines is in my Hall of Fame. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Play for a million years and be an average player and get in the Hall of Hey, listen, as long as you don't do drugs. Right. As long as you don't do steroids, That's apparently. true. That's, uh, what, that's, that's all true. there is. As long as you play by the rules, somehow you get rewarded, right? That's so we've right. been talking for five minutes on this segment, and we've gone through one team. I think that's a good pace. Hey, it, we're – we're going to keep on going here. We're going to crank through these here. Number two, Buffalo. Uh, they went 2-0 and this week. Wins against LeMoyne and St. Bonaventure. And Arizona State, according to me. Yes. <laughs> and, and Buffalo actually had a tough test against LeMoyne. They were tied up at halftime, but Buffalo pulled away. They actually got two votes uh, for the number one spot this week in the mid-major poll. Moving on to number three, we start with the first of a couple SoCon teams, Furman. Uh, they are also ranked 23rd this week in the AP Top 25. Forgot to mention, uh, Buffalo ranked 14th in the AP Top 25. Uh, they are also still undefeated, but Furman moving back to them. Uh, they moved up two spots from 25th last week. Jordan Lyons and Matt Rafferty continue to dominate for the Paladins. Rafferty had 18 and uh, was the leading scorer in win over Elon, and Lyons had 20 and win over South Carolina Upstate. They've got two games this week against a pair of Carolina teams, Charleston Southern and UNC Wilmington. Guys, you got anything on Furman? Down at the half against USC Upstate was Furman, and of course they had that double overtime win over Western Carolina back on December 1st. One step back to Buffalo. They, LeMoyne's a Division II college. So we've had some scares here for the numbers two and three teams in the mid-major top 25 by College Insider. Obviously, the points continue to come for, for Furman, but I think USC Upstate, if there's ever such thing as a moral victory, and same with LeMoyne against Buffalo, uh, those two claim those moral victories by uh, putting the fear of, of uh, you know upset in those two teams. The, it, all, it shows, too, if you're going to play non-D1s, go Division three, go NAI. Don't go Division two because there are always a couple of players – that just couldn't qualify for Division One. that are stud players that find themselves on rosters. There are NBA guys at the Division Two level. LMU is a great example. Just down the road, they had uh, there was one game they played uh, in Harrogate, and there were seven NBA scouts looking at a couple of their guys. So, uh, and they rolled through the entire. So there are the Division Two games are a little bit of a trap because nobody knows about them, right? It's just like when North Georgia came in here and. They had a stud player, and it's actually in Brooks Gym where we're sitting right now, and the Bucks escaped with a two-point victory. And I looked at him, I said, why in the world, hey, would you play a Division II team in a, in a gym that they're familiar with, right instead of the Dome, the big open uh, beer can that it is now. And so the other thing is is they had a couple of players. I'm like, you have to just go, no offense to Milligan and some of those, but you got to go NAI. You, you've got to go Division Three. You've got to look at Hawassi's. It's just in a Christian um, conference. It's in its own sort of league. I think you have to do that as opposed to that. But Furman, going back to them, their only test, if, if you just want to do that in the way they're playing before they play ETSU, is at LSU. And they've got a shot to be, I think it's 13-0 and or 12-1 and coming into Johnson City. And realistically, but not that Wilmington is certainly a pushover because I think that's the one game that could get them. But certainly if they were to win the next couple games going into LSU, I mean, they could come into Johnson City ranked in the top 25. They would be uh, ranked in the top 25, 13-0 and on the season. Here's the other thing. Last time Bucks were in the top 10 – do you want to know which Southern Conference team knocked them off? Go ahead. <laughs> Furman Palace. Thought I had a nice lead in there. You would catch on. That's Sorry. all right. It's all right. The brain it, doesn't move fast. No, 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 it's not. And the snow is freezing everything. Go on. So, so the last time that ETSU was in the top ten, they were rocking and rolling. It was Furman. So to me, it'd be a little fitting that Furman was rocking and rolling. Now, they won't be in the top ten by the time they got 
uh, to Johnson City, even if they were to win out in the AP Top 25. Certainly he's talking uh, Trey is on the mid-major Top 25, but certainly they would be in the Top 20 at that point, if maybe not even Top 15 if they were to beat LSU. I saw some trash talk on uh, Twitter from our fa- Our fans have been really going after it the last but week, week and a half. Boy, they, they are, enjoy it. Oh, they're, uh, they're ready for the conference year to be here, but that was one of the thoughts was that, oh, hey, collect all the wins you want. When you come here to Johnson City on December 29th, there's going to be trouble. You know, there's something ETSU fans do extremely well. Social media, love it. Yes, I agree. Some of the more passionate and well-thought-out fans out there, if I say so myself. Agreed. Uh, staying in the state of Tennessee for number four, Belmont, moving to 7-1. and one. They stay in the fourth position from the Ohio Valley Conference. And then we've jumped to number five, another Southern Conference team, UNC Greensboro. They also played Elon this week and edged them out. Demetrius Troy hit an, uh, a game-winning jumper with 11 seconds to go. Francis Alonzo, the leading scorer in that game, had 20 points. Uh, they also have a pair of games this week against Coppin State, uh, which is tomorrow night in North Alabama on Saturday. You uh, you bury the lead there, though, Trey. They're tied with Kentucky on the road with ten and a half minutes to go before the Wildcats rattled off like a ridiculous, you know, fifteen to two or fifteen to four run or whatever it was. But uh, dangerous and interesting week. I think it's a little bit of a letdown, even though you had six games or six days after Kentucky, right? You go on the road to the number ten Wildcats, and you're right there. And you end up losing by 17, which seems like how a lot of those games end up going, right? You're right there for quite some time, 20, 30 minutes, and then there's just that one run that you can't sustain. And then your next game, yikes, Elon nearly pulls the upset, quote-unquote, over UNCG. But I agree, they were rather lucky to escape with their record intact in that game against Elon. Yeah, I mean, and and you know what? It seems like a lot of these mid-major teams have been able to take – uh, these powerful basketball programs to the brink. Uh, we'll, we'll get to one that almost lost on Saturday uh, towards the end of the top 25. We move on to number six for Toledo uh, from the Mid-America Conference, sitting at 9-1. and one. They jumped three spots this week. Uh, moving on to number seven, Wofford. Uh, busy week for the Terriers. They started off with a tough loss against Kansas, 72-47, to but to follow that up with two wins against Kentucky Christian and Coastal Carolina. Fletcher McGee, brilliant in that game against Kentucky Christian, 27 points for him. And then Cameron Jackson was a leading scorer against Coastal Carolina, had 24 points. Another North Carolina matchup uh, against Wofford and UNC Asheville coming up this Saturday. The Terriers sitting at 8-3, and three, jumping up two spots uh, from, well, uh, losing two spots from 5-7. to seven. I know ETSU fans don't want to hear it, but the three losses for Wofford this year, North Carolina, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Uh, that's pretty good. You're not dropping any games that uh, you would think would go the other way. There's no upsets on that schedule for Wofford so far. I use that as part of a bigger point. I think it was yesterday or towards the end of last week about ETSU's schedule and the fact that you've had you know, losses to Creighton, who's outperforming their ninth out of ten ranking in the Big East, and Georgia State to open the year an NCAA tournament team, and then a Wofford team that – doesn't lose to teams they shouldn't and makes it, you know, semi-competitive at times against teams that they, um, you know, try to pull upsets against. And I'm not sure if you'd call the wins over um, South Carolina and, and some of the others that they've had this year upsets, quote-unquote, because they are one of the better mid-major teams in the country. But I don't think that anyone would begrudge them losses to North Carolina, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Hey, no, and, and I think just think about what RPI would have did if ETSU would have just beat Georgia State just because they've been able to knock off a couple of SEC teams. So you look at the, the transit property. I know Creighton's been close, but that doesn't necessarily help you 
Uh, now, it does obviously if you beat Creighton, but but to have some of the wins that Georgia State's kind of uh, put across their, their chest has been good for that program. And ETSU certainly feels, and I think rightfully so, feels like they should have one true loss on the, on the mark, which was Wofford because that was really the only team that just kind of Kind of, I think thoroughly beat them. Uh, most, I think thoroughly, okay. yeah. And most, uh, there were some stats that ETSU did, and it was one of those where ETSU kept fighting back, but it just didn't feel like they were going to, you know. And I've been doing this a long time, and there are times where I've argued with fans where I'm like, you know, the Bucks were, were right there, and they'll point to, well, no, they didn't, and they lost. In the same token, in this, I'm flipping it. I'm thinking. You know, ETSU really kind of wasn't all there. They they didn't have things go that traditionally they need to do to to win, and it was shocking because they were out toughed. And I th- talked about that the whole pregame, and I think that's how you beat Wofford. It is not stopping Fletcher McGee. Fletch is going to get his twenty now. If right. he goes for forty-five or fifty, sure you got some problems. But if he gets twenty, no big deal. It's if Cam Jackson and Kiva Luma. And uh, Pegram has been a thorn in ETSU's side since he's been there all four years. If those guys can combine for about 25 and 20 or, or 30 and 20, something in that, then teams are not going to beat Wofford. And that's what I contend is going to be the issue. And that's what hurt ETSU last year in Freedom Hall. It's what's hurt ETSU in the first matchup against Wofford. The other team that, that plays – now, Wofford plays its own style different than the rest of the league. And I think Furman's a little bit – Maybe the, the, the next style that, that gives ETSU fits. But, you know, UNCG, for the most part, if ETSU could just hang on to the basketball, use some shot fakes, I don't feel like UNCG is, is that bad of a matchup. Citadel's another one of those that has ETSU's number. For whatever reason, they just love Still leading the country the in scoring by, like, seven points per game. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, but, no, nobody should begrudge Wofford for, no. for their schedule. And they lost the game with, with uh, Stanford as well when all the wildfires and everything was going off. Right. Moving on to number eight, Lipscomb. Uh, they're seven and two. Their only two losses this year lost twice to Belmont. Uh, number nine, Loyola Marymount, uh, sitting in the top ten, moving up from eleventh last week. Uh, one of the couple West Coast Conference teams. Uh, they are nine and one on the year, rounding out the top ten. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, had to travel to Tennessee, took on Memphis, and lost by eight. But David Jenkins put in a career high thirty-five points and loss. They got a couple of games this week, including uh, taking on number seven Nevada on Saturday afternoon kind of go rapid fire here in the top from 11 to 20 here murray state eight and one uh, moving up a spot from last week uh, from the ohio valley conference number 12 charleston sitting at five one hadn't played a lot of games this year but uh, still a really good team in the mid-major top 25 they jump up from 13th last week uc irvine another california team nine and two on the year they jump up five spots from 18 to 13th this week number 14 byu from the west coast conference seven and four on the season a couple tough losses early but they should be a threat uh, come conference time. Number 15, Stony Brook, 8-2 on this season. 14th, they drop a spot uh, from last week, 14th to 15th this week. Louisiana Lafayette, 6-3 on the year. They jump up three spots in the Sun Belt. Another team I wanted to talk about, number 17, San Francisco. This team received five votes this week in the AP Top 25, including the guy that I talked about that left Gonzaga, uh, Tennessee, and Duke out of his Top 25. He put San Francisco in. Uh, they actually had a 19-point win over Cal. Charles Minland led the team in scoring that game 17 points. Moving on to uh, number 18, Georgia Southern, 6-2. and two. They jump up three spots in the, uh, from, the, from last week, 21st to 18th uh, from the Sun Belt Conference. Number 19, Montana, 5-3 and three on the year. They drop two spots 
Uh, number 20, Penn, one of the few teams that were not ranked last week. They are ranked this week. Number 20, the Quakers sitting at 8-2. and two. Number 21, Radford, 6-3. and three. They dropped five spots uh, from last week from uh, 16th to 21st. Number 22, San Diego, another team from the West Coast Conference, a very stacked conference from top to bottom uh, that jumped in the top 25 this week. 23rd, Georgia State. Uh, they were not ranked last week. They are this week, 6-3. and three. Number 24, Liberty from the Atlantic Sun, 7-2. and two. And last but not least, New Mexico State, a team that I wanted to talk a minute about, the Aggies. Man, they took Kansas to the brink on Saturday, lost 63-60. to 60. JoJo Zamora, 15 points in Ivan. Arakachea, I think I'm saying that correctly. I'm not sure. Uh, he had 14 points and six rebounds. They were brilliant. They should be a team to watch and a threat come March. And that's a look at your top 25 this week. San Francisco, just to add to your point, I think that they'd be getting even more attention perhaps if they would have been able to play that game against Arizona State. That was November 16th. It was scheduled, I believe, because of the wildfires. I'm just assuming mm -hmm. uh, we're unable to get that game in. That was postponed. And their only loss this year is to that Buffalo team um, that, once again, I believe beat Arizona State, even though it was Nevada. Uh, so there's a connection there as well. But Buffalo, 85-81. Uh, to 81. So they, they went strong with the number 21 team in the country, and they really don't have a ton of games before they face Stanford on December 22nd. They're going to challenge them, so expect them to keep winning and expect insane voters in the AP Top 25 to continue to vote them in when teams like Gonzaga and Tennessee and these top 10 teams in the country that are Power 5 programs and Gonzaga essentially a power – Gonzaga's kind of like the Notre Dame. You know, it's like, yeah, they're, they're not in a conference that is – obviously Notre Dame not in a conference. So Gonzaga not in a conference that's going to garner a ton of attention. But they're kind of a beast in their own right. But, uh, yeah, vote them out and vote San Francisco in. It makes a lot of sense. I'm with them. I'm 100% <laughs> with the voter. Absolutely. Yeah, right. That's what I think should happen. Well, that's so good. that's what I'm saying. I mean, if, you're not, if you're afraid to play road games – then what does it matter? And this is why these teams struggle in the NCAA tournament. This is why all the time that there are mid-major teams that win an NCAA tournament, and these Power Five teams, Michigan State and all the others, that struggle because they play one non-conference road game a year and the rest they play their conference game. And this is why I've always argued that Syracuse, who plays no road non-conference games, but they finish like 17th in the uh, ACC out of 16 teams, and then – uh, you know, then they're like eight and eight because they lose every road game. That's why I'm always anti. You want to see more Adam Morrison crying at center court after nearly pulling an upset and having it ripped I mean, away from him in the. Elite does he still have the stash or did he shave it? Because I'm, I mean, if he, if he, oh. if he has the stash, I'm for it. If he shaves it, no, I'm anti that. Is his hair down to the middle of his back or all the way to his lower back at this point? I mean, he looks like he was a character in the movie The Outsiders, where he was the the, the greaser versus the socio, right? The the uh, it's a before I'm your lost. time. Yeah, okay, sorry. yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. also the ad of the top twenty-five. Guess who got a vote this week? The ETSU Bucks. Forgot to hey. mention that. But there we go. We're moving Woo! up. It's all it needs is one to start the track. No, that's not right. Need more than one. But one starts it, right? That's all you need. People see your name at the bottom of the screen as a vote, and they're going. You know what? They won this week. Boom. Going to take them. I don't know if we're going to see at the bottom of. Well, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I was actually looking for in the others receiving votes. In the AP Top 25 to see if UNCG or Wofford will get votes. That Two and three losses, you're not going to get that as a mid-major. But uh, for ETSU, yeah, like you said, start somewhere. I'm very much of the belief that we're going to win 16 in a row again this year at some point. Why not start now? That's the start, the one vote, and now we can roll. We won seven in our last eight. Think about that. That would be like 23 of 24. I think no they just need to, uh, if they're going to win 16 in a row, it needs to be the end of the year this year. Fair enough. <laughs> Is that fair? Good point.
All right, that'll do it. Santos to the sidekick. Big thanks to Angry Man. Don't forget, social media, you can follow ETSU Women's Basketball tonight against UNCA. We'll recap that game tomorrow. Plus, Keith, Mr. Jennings, joins us on another edition of Santos to the sidekick. Buccaneer, Sports Network.